The Frederick Playlist Podcast is brought to you in part by Mystery Ton Studios. Looking for a place to record your music? Welcome to Mystery Ton Studios. They are a full-service recording, mixing, and mastering studio located 15 minutes outside of Frederick, Maryland. Owner-engineer Kenny Eaton has years of experience working with musicians around the world and a passion for one thing, helping artists realize their vision. Go to mysterytonstudios.com to learn more and schedule a free tour today. That's M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y-T-O-N studios.com. Your music matters. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome into this episode of the Frederick Playlist Podcast. Very special episode, worldwide episode, I believe. We got people jet-setting in just for this. That's right. Uh, If you fellas would like to introduce yourself, go ahead. Uh, what's going on, man? I'm Neil. I'm the uh, lead, uh, rhythm guitar player and uh, singer for Soul Exchange. What's going on? I'm Andrew Kewins, lead guitar player for Soul Exchange. Okay. How are you today? Doing great, man. How about yourself? Uh, I'm okay. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's nice to have a break from the cold. Yeah, yeah. But from what I understand, I mean, you do, you don't live here anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, me and uh, Evan, the bass player for the band, and Joe, the drummer for the band, we've all been living down in uh, Austin for about six months now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems that I've brought the uh, warmer weather back. When that's, we, yeah, you know? that's true. You should come back more often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be back a few times this winter, so you know, hope so, for the best. How do you guys keep a band together uh, with... 75% of you living in a different time zone. Well, I mean, it's it's not easy, but at the <laughs> same time, like, we've been at it for a couple of years, you know, and we've been able to kind of put together, like, our sets and things like that so that we're mm-hmm. we're familiar enough with each other and familiar enough with the material that we've come up with over the last couple of years yeah. to where we can still sustain mm-hmm. and do things like that while we, you know, work out travel arrangements and things like that to keep it going, but we're dedicated. Mm-hmm. Anything you got on that, Drew? Yeah, I mean, you know, so, you know, uh, the internet helps with that a lot. You mm-hmm. know, we can send stuff online and do all that thing. So, you know, you want to pull that mic close to you? Uh, uh, <laughs> come up here a little bit. But yeah, you know, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been pretty easy actually. We we stay in touch and we, you know, do what we have to do. So, do you guys still write? Like, yeah. do you send each other stuff through email or and things like that? Yeah, 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 we do. We send each other little ideas and things like that. And okay. When we come back to you know, do this show. Obviously, we'll be back for about a week or so, and we'll pl- probably knock out a a good chunk of of writing new oh, material to record while we're okay. Here. Well, so uh, yeah, you said this show. This show we should say is uh, the fourth annual Frederick Music Showcase. You guys are going to be playing that. I'm really excited um, because I've been I've been trying to figure out y'all's deal for a long time. Mm. <laughs> I don't. I I hear. I've heard the name Soul Exchange. For a minute, you didn't didn't play all that much out. Mm-hmm. You guys, I, I think it was probably a conscious idea not to, or at least to not play in Frederick as much. That seems to be something what a lot of or some local bands do. Uh, and then, of course, you moved. Oh. So I want to go all the way back to the beginning. How did you guys get together? When did this happen? Um, I've seen, I've I feel like I've seen every single YouTube video in the world that has you guys on it mm. but i feel also that there's always a different lineup like i've seen different drummers i've mm. seen different sort of iterations of it so how did this whole thing begin well, yeah <laughs> well it started off really with me evan and neil that was kind of how it how it all came together i mean we you know we ended up living right around the corner from each other for like 10 years and just kind of 
one day we're like hey let's jam you know and it kind of all started from there and we have gone through you know we had another drummer but uh joe's been in the band now joe benny he's been in the band for over a year now is he so. from frederick he, he's from the area. Okay. Yeah, he, he, you know, grew up playing in this area. And he's a worldwide so. rock star, but, you know, <laughs> he, he, is, he, he was born and, born and raised here in Frederick. So. Worldwide rock star. Yeah. So what's his background? Uh, we just joke with him a oh, little right. bit. Because he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got an extensive background in EDM music and, oh, and live okay. performance and a lot of things, you know, mm-hmm. so he's had his hands in a lot of stuff. He's been an extreme asset to the mm-hmm. band. Without question, I've seen you guys too. I've seen videos with Marielle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, you know, she was a frequent collaborator of ours for mm-hmm. the last, uh, you know, couple years on and off, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. She's a very talented girl. Is yeah. is this sort of the first project like this for you guys? Before I know you guys have had other projects before, especially you, Neil. But oh. we is this the first sort of because this is genuine. R&B, soul, funky kind of thing, right. straight up. There's no real gimmick. This is just my favorite kind of music, which makes me happy. But right. <laughs> it was is this the first type of project like this for you guys? Um, I mean, yeah, in a way. like It's the first project that we kind of have, like, all consciously been, you know, really wanted to do something that we've always kind of wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, we've, all, we've always all dabbled in different musical styles and mm-hmm. things like that. But you played with Katie, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, and mm-hmm. I was I was with Katie, and you know, Lorenzo, which is hip hop, Stitch right. Early, yeah, and, yeah. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of things. We've all you know been in a lot of wide ranging projects, but this one for sure, especially with our influences that we've really been getting into with the last like three four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just you know it just feels right, mm-hmm. and that's one thing that we always try to do. You know, if it feels right, probably is. That's you know? yeah. <laughs> There's so much of being in a band is just hanging, yeah. just hanging out. And and that's you guys to be able to keep the band going through the move. You guys must be pretty good friends. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, which of course leads me to something that I wanted to ask too. What you know predicated the move? What what happened? Uh, you wanted to go. You you thought Austin, Texas was a was a place you had your eye on. Well. And I'll let you get on yeah. this one too. <laughs> He's but smiling. it's kind of yeah no no. Well, it's just kind of one of those things where. You know, we didn't leave Frederick because of Frederick. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't leave. We're like, oh, Austin's so much better and mm-hmm. this and this and this. You know, we have a lot of love for the things that go on here in the music scene. It's where we cut our teeth. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot of things invested in that, mm-hmm. you know. But it was just kind of one of those things where the nature of this area, you know, being so close to D.C. and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of time that you have to spend working other jobs that don't really pertain to music. That's true. It's slightly counterproductive for what you're trying to get done. Mm -hmm. So a place like down there, like I can afford to live down there Mm -hmm. and travel. Mm -hmm. You know, here, that's harder. Anything on you, Drew? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Austin was just kind of a big big thing, a big idea for all of us. I haven't made it down there yet, but, you know. um, But you're you're planning on going to? Yeah, yeah, as as, as soon as I get some... You know, some things going where pro- we'll probably all be down there. You know, um, so you'll be an Austin band. Yeah, uh, we'll be a, we'll be a worldwide Austin. band. You know? That's <laughs> yeah. the that's the goal. It's like Austin's just gonna be where we kind of have a place. You know, that's we're gonna you, be playing all over. Have you guys played in Austin yet? We have twice. How, how's that been? Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a real good feeling, you know, to know that, uh, like, you know, we played regionally before, you mm-hmm. know, up to New York City and yeah. Philadelphia, and obviously to Baltimore and DC areas. Mm-hmm. 
but you know that's 1500 miles away and yeah. it's a music town yeah. you know so they have yeah. a they have a expectation so to speak mm-hmm. you know for performers yeah and our response was pretty pretty darn good that's good you know so that's it's good. a good feeling wow that's good i'm i'm really i hope you guys kill it in austin like i'm you have no idea how much i'm rooting for you <laughs> and i think when i think of austin like anybody else you think of south by southwest uh-huh. and i don't know if you ever been in that town around the time that that's uh gone down uh we haven't but joe has joe's okay. definitely played it i think five out of the last seven years joe's played okay. it in different projects so do you guys plan on setting up shop on a corner if you have to during the- we're gonna make something happen <laughs> yeah. yeah there's no doubt about it i don't want to you know speak too much about it and jinx ourselves you know here on this podcast well something <laughs> you know tied to south by southwest a lot and i've had many conversations with people who have been there and uh people who always want to go it's like a needle in a haystack kind of situation uh-huh. where there's so many bands and there's so many record labels running around um, leads me, of course, to the idea of a record label oh. with you guys. Uh, the The music world's a lot different than it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And people can get by without having a record label. In fact, most people would advise not to have a record label so you could just keep all the money for yourself. Oh. Do you guys have any ambition to try and get signed on any level, be it a, uh, an independent label, a major label, anything like that? Uh, I think that's something that we've talked about, but we've always kind of been uh, about the the homegrown style mm-hmm. and kind of trying to do it all ourselves. You know, uh, Joe, our drummer, like we said before, he's a producer, mm-hmm. so we kind of have an in-house guy mm-hmm. that just helps us out in that aspect. So, I mean, you know, it's definitely not out of the question, but it, you know, it's not our main focus. We're trying to really go at this on our own, yeah, and kind of. Do what we can in that in that area. Yeah, I feel like that's well said. I, I don't feel like that, you know, at any point in time we're ever going to turn down or not look at any opportunities, you know, that mm-hmm. we're presented with because, you know, as as always, you want to further your career. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just like you said, the last five ten years, you've been able to become a self sustaining mm-hmm. artist, you know, yeah. with all the with the social media and the things like that. So, you know, it's not necessarily like a one of the bigger blips on our radar, so to speak. The, the key to doing that, too, is touring. Right. Because uh, the more you get out, the more, you know, this sort of grassroots DIY thing. Uh-huh. Um, have you guys had extended tours? We haven't had any extended mm-hmm. tours yet, okay. but we're, that's the next thing that we'll be working on. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, the next, the main project for the band uh-huh. will be to put together an extensive run of all the places because we played a lot of places out of town and we've done two to three day stretches and things mm-hmm. and they came down to Austin and we did, mm-hmm. you know, week and a half worth of gigs down there mm. but as far as like you know it's it's also logistic thing you know like with everybody's schedules and things mm-hmm. like that and you know getting a van and securing yeah. all the stuff you know yeah some guys you know it's easier for some people than others you know mm-hmm. so we you know we're just trying to wait until it's just the right time we've never been the type of band that's like force yourself to go out on the road mm-hmm. you know what i mean force yourself to go do it just to say you did it you yeah. know what i mean because if yeah. it's not if there's no end goal on site mm-hmm. then what are you doing you know yeah yeah, and you guys have an interesting starting point now, too, because you actually have two, you have point A and point B. Mm-hmm. You can start at Frederick, work your way to Austin, and then uh, start in Austin and work your way back. So, I mean, not that that's easy, but <laughs> it's certainly something that would be on the table. It was definitely definitely a, a main deciding factor as well, mm-hmm. because 
especially that route when you, you know you're talking coming from down east you know you can do the or from back east you can do all the new york yeah. like you know boston all the way up there and then come all the way down you're hitting all type of towns yeah north carolina towns tennessee towns mm-hmm. you know even places like mississippi mm-hmm. you know you wouldn't think you look Most at a map you yeah. know and you're like oh that's mississippi and it's you know it's mississippi yeah. but <laughs> like going through there and being around i mean it has a lot of like opportunities and places to play and things like that so yeah you know. yeah now, would you guys ever want to do this? We talked. We're talking. the The trajectory of the conversation kind of goes toward. Well, you're gonna have to quit your jobs at some point if you want to do it full time. Do you see that as something in the near future, in the far future, in anything like that? He keeps well, that, pointing at you. Well, <laughs> so, you know, just just so, just so I make sure I'm not talking yeah, the whole time. You know what I'm saying? It, it, can, it can tend to go that way. You know? Um, yeah, with that one, you know, because that's tough. That's like yeah. a do or die situation. I, I really think it's gonna it's gonna kind of come like Neil was saying earlier. We kind of don't force anything. We have this natural progression. Mm-hmm. So when we kind of have gotten the tunes and gotten everything right where you know we want it to be, I think that then you know, okay, then <laughs> then that's it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's it. I think that that'll that'll be you know. When, when the time's do. right, we'll know. Okay. So how many tunes do you guys have now? Do you have a few records worth? Do you have a records worth? We have an EP, self-titled EP, and it's mm-hmm. kind of old. That's why we've been working on our, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get the new stuff, getting ready to go. Like, we have two to three new ones. Oh, so I'd say two and a half, almost three completed new ones that we're going to put on the on the, on the the new EP coming up. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, we have total about eight or nine original songs that we play in the set, but some of our songs are extremely long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it can be, you know, we have a lot of parts and tend to get fusiony and shreddy from time <laughs> to time. So <laughs> I want to hear the EP. I've I've not heard the EP. I didn't know when you said it's a year old. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a year yeah, year year and a half old. And we didn't really, you know, we didn't really put it out with too much steam, like too much stuff behind it because it was really just a tool mm-hmm. for promotional purposes and booking and things like Mm -hmm. that you know what i mean it wasn't really like you know we didn't sit down and like okay we're really gonna make this ep that everybody's gonna you know it's gonna take off and it's gonna do this for us and Mm -hmm. da 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 da. it was to the point where we needed something tangible yeah you know yeah and the type of guys that we are we're never gonna you know shortchange it we Mm -hmm. went in and we did it you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and and joe's an excellent producer so it came out sounding very well in Mm -hmm. our opinion but you know, it was, you know, just kind of one of those things. It was almost out of necessity. It's hard mm-hmm. to say that, but it's, you know, kind of yeah. true. Press kits and things. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, we'll, we'll take them one at a time here. Uh, and whoever wants to start, I know he's been pointing at you to start a lot of them. So I can. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I always like to ask about how you got into music to begin with um, and, and sort of what made you start to pick up an instrument and, and who influenced you the most. So if you want to go first um so i mean i have been playing music my whole life um any from records a, from a very young age i mean i started out like saxophone oh, the band okay. instead of jazz band and doing mm-hmm. that kind of thing um but when i really you know i really got into music when i started picking up the guitar i'll say probably like 14 years old mm-hmm. and i mean i was into like classic rock you know what mm-hmm. i mean Jimi hendrix led zeppelin acdc stuff like that that's that's kind of what brought me up so you know that's where I get the, the so rock influence. There. A lot of, would you guys, do you, do people look at you sometimes as a jam band? Because you said some of those songs that really extend out. And is that a title that you guys would take issue with? I don't know if we necessarily take, take issue, issue with. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, you know, I feel like we get looped in the jam band based on the region that we've come from. Mm-hmm. Because regionally, jam, I mean, there's a lot of jam bands around here. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of bands that would like to categorize themselves mm-hmm. in that. And yet we do jam. Mm-hmm. But we also do some rock stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we'd be classified as a rock band either. Mm-hmm. And we also do some, you know, some hip-hop type of stuff. Mm-hmm. We collaborate with other people and mm-hmm. do all type of stuff. So I, I feel like the beauty of this project that we've always done is never to put a box. Never to put ourselves in a box. Or, mm-hmm. You know, if, they, if that's what people want to say, if they're like, they're an awesome jam band, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is for you, you know, whatever you got, whatever people want to make it, that's fine with us. We're not really going to. Sweat the label. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I don't blame you for that. But with that said too, Neil, what uh what influenced you? Are there records that are sort of seminal in your, your musical history? Oh yeah. I mean it's wide ranging. You know, mm-hmm. I've been playing, you know, on stages since I was nine, ten years old, you know, mm-hmm. with my parents and things like that. So I mean and both my parents being musicians, you know, they have a wide variety of, of the musical Mm-hmm. You know things that they that they've put on me, my brother and myself. So I didn't know your parents were musicians. Oh yeah, career. Yeah. My dad's career musician. Really? What does yeah. he play? Uh, you name it, man. Everything. I mean, <laughs> he plays a lot of instruments. I can't even go down the list right now, to be quite <laughs> honest. We are fumbling over my words, but you know he. Uh, yeah, I mean, so you know things like I mean, obviously I'm a guitar player, so you got the Stevie Ray Vaughan's, the Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix, the Eddie Van Halen's, the mm-hmm. Steve Vai's, the guys like that. You mm-hmm. know, but then you go to different aspects of of the times and where you know bands like the police and and bands like um you know and then you get to the soul you get, obviously you, you have the greats the stevie wonders mm-hmm. the marvin gays the al greens the the the, the people like that mm-hmm. and jazz and mm-hmm. all that stuff that kind of just manifests itself until you really become like i feel like when you're a teenager you start to really get to who your musical identity is going to be and what yeah. you really tight you know what you're really going to start to steer towards and mm-hmm. You know, the blues has always like really resonated for me, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, you know, blues and soul music is the passion, you yeah. know, the, just the, the feeling that you can't describe. They might always not be the most technical players, mm-hmm. things like that. But what they play, they believe in. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot to me. You know, have you ever wanted to be in a straight blues band? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, do you guys have any like straight blues songs in Soul Exchange? We don't really cover some stuff. Yeah, we yeah, cover. We yeah, you, know. <laughs> you know, we don't really write them. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's kind of you know that's that's yeah. that's one of those things where it's like we've never really sat down. It's like kind of piggybacking what I was saying before about mm-hmm. not boxing ourselves in. Yeah, we've never yeah. sat down and been like, let's write an amazing neo soul song, mm-hmm. or let's write a great fusion song, mm-hmm. or let's write this or this. We just you know whatever feels right, mm-hmm. we just kind of go with it. You know, is that about the riffs that you guys individually come up with and you bring it in and one, it's sort of the germ for a song is from one person or is, do these sort of happen organically when you get in a room and you play together? It's, it's definitely a, a good mix. I mean, you know, there's been the times where people bring a, a big chunk of the idea, but I mean, a lot of times we hash it out in the room, you know, we'll mm-hmm. sit there and we just let it go. We let it roll and we're real quick and mm-hmm. picking chords, picking lines, you know, writing it, you know, we kind of just get it done. When we get in the room. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you said. Sometimes somebody comes in with a riff, and we'll be like, oh, that riff's great, and we'll expand upon it. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we'll just all be sitting in the room jamming and hanging out, and we'll write a song. Or, mm-hmm. you know, or somebody will have a part. You know, say Drew could have a part that we've been toying around with for 
three weeks, mm-hmm. and then we'd written a completely different thing in a, in a different zone, and then we're like, hold up a second, man. Mm-hmm. That part would be an excellent bridge. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then we combine them together. So a lot of the times it, it ends up going like that. And then you got Joe, who's a you know producer, so he's coming from the whole – the pop realm and the in the mm-hmm. ear of just like what mm-hmm. what do the listeners really want to hear? Yeah. So to have that input put Real in, in, you know yeah. what I'm saying? To yeah, yeah, to reel us back in sometimes yeah. from being the you know guitar players that we are and be like, well, can we just you know, you know, can we just throw like three more chords in there and just you know two solos, whatever? You know what I'm saying? Like so, it's you know it's a good it's a good working. Yeah, mix, he's a good course. editor. Absolutely, get it down from Absolutely. nine and a half minutes to to four yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. or sometimes five and a half yeah. <laughs> just depends um well i asked you about some early influences but right now uh who are you who are you guys listening to individually the most are there records out that really inspire you right now um i've been all over the place right now um I'm personally listening to some chan i don't know if anyone's heard of that it's like fusion mm-hmm. listen to a lot of fusion a lot of shredders that's what I've been a lot of instrumental to. stuff. A lot of instrumental stuff. Um, but you know, I still have a warm place in my heart for you know Hiatus Coyote and uh, D'Angelo. Just uh, that's that's what I've been listening to a lot of. D'Angelo. Lately. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah he's go. one of the oh, band yeah. favorites right there. Really? Band oh, favorites. Absolutely, yeah. man. Do you cover any D'Angelo? Um, not really. But we've we've dabbled in it before. Like we actually, you know what? A couple yeah, years ago, yeah, we covered stuff. Lady. You know, yeah. oh, one okay. of the one of the tracks off his first record. So wow. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's, he's one of those guys, man, where mm-hmm. he really want to do justice to his music That's because true. it's not – it's such – we have such a respect for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And look at that guy. He's one of the, one of the few remaining musical geniuses, Most really. Definitely. You know what I'm I saying? Would, so. I want to hear you sing him. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get that falsetto? No, no, no. But I can fake it till I make it, man. You know, you, it's it's a little different when when the pressure's on. You know, got to rise to the occasion. You know, I'm glad you brought because D'Angelo he kind of made a comeback a few years ago, mm. and he immediately everybody was kind of reminded, oh wow, D'Angelo was was the forebearer of a yeah. lot of this stuff and really is that good and really is that influential mm. but he's also somebody who comes and goes as, as he pleases and does whatever he wants which is which is great mm. and he's earned that right right but him not being around like we'll say these days mm. after that comeback it kind of shows a, a gap a glaring empty void in in that in soul music in contemporary soul music what what's wrong yeah, it's like, I know it's an existential question, Man. but what's wrong with the genre and the music now where it doesn't seem like anybody in 10 years, if they came back as an R&B uh, soul singer from yeah. 10 years ago, like there is nobody right now who you could think of, is there? No, and that's, that's, a, that's a great question, man. And it really, I, it, the true answer to that, I don't know if anybody, if any of us ever like really know it, it's, it's really a matter of opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, and in my opinion, like, it kind of feels like, like you know, to speak to your point, when he came back, you know, reminded everybody of how, you know, how great he was mm-hmm. and how influential he was. But he also mm-hmm. came back with almost a complete different sound. Yeah. You know, and he took mm-hmm. away the, the he, he went guitar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. something that's we've always talked about, me and Drew specifically, that that's it's lacking a lot mm-hmm. in the in the neo soul and the new yeah. soul movement as a prominent that's instrument. true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's he brought true. that back and. And and I feel like that's like I feel like what what's kind of wrong with with it is it's it's a music art form for some reason that it's so easy to water it down 
It you is. know what I mean? That's very true. That when somebody comes out and they're really they really passionate about it and things like that, and they might put out a great record, like he was saying, Hiatus Coyote. I mean, they were a band that came, kind of changed the whole thing mm-hmm. of how it sounded and reinvigorated the 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 new soul and the neo-soul subgenre and things mm-hmm. like that. But it's just so easy to get so many clones, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And then it just becomes the artists, the, the, the originators and things like that that mm-hmm. are really pushing it. I mean, if they feel like they have to take their time Mm-hmm. you know just come out with something new mm-hmm. you know and that takes time you can't just you know churn that out so i feel like that has a lot to do with the the gaps in between and the and just the 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 way that it's hard for them to stay relevant inside of it yeah the the idea that it's watered down is a really really good point because at some at some point pop music mm-hmm. started to lean heavily on r&b music right. that's sort of what i mean the justin timberlakes of the world any one hit wonder it was very mm-hmm. very much soulful a watered down version of soulful music not that i mean justin timberlake's kind of a different story yeah he's he's, he stands alone yeah but but you did you did see a lot of watered down soul music kind of get brought up now you kind of hear the edm influence Mm. in in pop music i kind of miss the old days when it was watered down r&b music Mm -hmm. so i don't like you you even have somebody like you know alicia keys Mm. who initially came out and hit the neo soul thing hard but since then she's gone way over to the pop side of the aisle right doesn't mean any less but but it's still it's one of those things where you hear her try to do edm music in that way in that pop way and you're like oh come on this Mm -hmm. isn't you so do you i mean the question goes to pop music as a whole do you think it's a bad time for pop music do you even listen to top 40 radio or anything like that well, I'll speak real quick, and I'll let you have it. I don't like it at all. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. There's not too much going on. There, there's some. There's some cool stuff out. Uh, like Anderson Pac is kind of doing some cool stuff. Um, but I mean, really, yeah, I think there is a void in that. And popular guys music leans kind of towards this very watered down style of music that mm-hmm. doesn't take as much thought and passion. And yeah, I mean, sometimes the top forty stuff feels very manufactured and it's formula man yeah yeah very yeah you know, it's formula yeah. like they figured out what sells yeah and they're exploiting it mm-hmm. oh yeah you know, to be honest it's with a you. science yeah <laughs> yeah it is. i mean that it's really scary mm-hmm. because it is. the other part of that too the like there's nobody buys music you know which yeah. is something we talked about a million times over but People, the whole idea of writing albums isn't nearly as important as it once was. People like songs, and it's getting to the point where they don't like songs. They like bits of songs. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. like a minute's worth of a song, yeah, and that's man. it. So, that's like, so true. It, I don't like a band like you guys who, you know, happily write five, six minute songs. Mm. Do you find it hard to, to relate with audiences? Living in Austin, it's got to be a lot easier than it would be, say, in you know, Hagerstown, Maryland, to play this kind of music, because those are music lovers, nothing against Hagerstown. Right, of course. But you guys, do you ever think, oh, maybe let's write a a two-and-a-half-minute pop song? (laughs) Uh, That kind of goes back to what we were saying before about, like, we never really try to sit down and Mm -hmm. say, we're going to, this song's going to sound like this. But to to go on your question before that, um, I don't really think that we've ever had a problem with any crowd receiving us as ah well their stuff's too long or this is Mm -hmm. this or whatever because i think the fact that we don't try to paint ourselves in a box serves us a great Mm -hmm. you know uh uh, it helps us a lot Mm -hmm. you know it's it it 
you know, like we get a reaction that's genuine because what we do is genuine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, we're, we're good with that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really need to, we're not out trying to please any specific type of crowd or, oh, they want this. And like, that's not to say, like, we're very conscious musicians. We're pros. We've been doing this our whole life. So, you know, if we have a, a 10 o'clock set as opposed to an 1130 set, yeah. our set's going to be different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Based on the amount of alcoholic drinks and the <laughs> things that have gone on with the crowd from mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, we do not, we do not tailor our sets to a specific genre of things mm-hmm. like that, you know. Okay, so as I was saying, we had a little technical difficulties oh, there for anybody listening. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun later on for me. Right. But <laughs> uh, we're about to talk about your records. Ironically, as soon as we were going to do that, the whole thing shut down. So maybe somebody's trying to tell us something. I don't know, man. But you played. Time. This will be the third time, three out of the four showcases. Yes, sir. You've played. Um, how's that feel? It's an honor, honestly. I mean, it is because playing with three different styles of music, three different That's groups, yeah. two different instruments. Mm. You know, it's just good to be a part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to 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 know that uh, you know the community is so strong and that we all have kind of like such a good working relationships among all the bands and with everybody and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. like for example, when I played with Katie two two years ago in Unconditional Lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I believe that was me and Evan in that band, and we were representing two to three bands at that time. Mm. He had Colin Schultzberger on the keys, and he's That's playing right. with her, and he's playing with Silent Mountains, who have also done the showcase a few times, That's, one of our friends. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Etzer was in multiple projects, who was the drummer for that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of have everybody, like from all the different aspects of all the different types of music and all that stuff going on, you know, come together for such a, like an awesome show. And the response is great yeah and that that's kind of where i was going with that though this is going to be now these were all katie has sort of hired guns mm-hmm. essentially and stitch sort of has higher guns this is your band this yeah. would be the first time that you get your project in there so does that make it a little bit more special for you a little bit different i mean the political answer would be to say no but <laughs> the honest answer is absolutely you know what i mean it does feel good you know to be up there with 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 you know my buddies mm-hmm. writing the songs that we all playing the songs we all wrote together mm-hmm. you know and like it was just like you said like we didn't really make our presence too known in frederick we weren't playing a lot of shows mm-hmm. you know we weren't doing every bar every weekend and all that stuff mm-hmm. you know so to you know be able to get to this point you know what i mean and, and play the show at a historic venue at a great great show i mean it's a, what you guys do man it's awesome it really is like for the music scene it's great and we're really happy to be a part of it yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for the lineup this year. I mean, mm. it's it's three really diverse uh, bands, yeah. and to to kind of have bluegrass headline it will be a first for us too. Mm-hmm. But we had to put the the plate scrapers. Um, they we we had told the Weinberg that we were thinking about going with them. The Weinberg wanted to have a heavier say this time around for those. Uh, wondering (laughs) about because some of the stuff in the past that had happened but i think everybody's Hmm. really happy with this with this uh lineup right now and i'm i'm really excited are there any things that you guys have in store that are surprises you might be able to tell us about any special guests you're gonna bring up uh well that's all in the works the surprises man well if we gave them away now (laughs) wouldn't necessarily be too much of a surprise but i can guarantee you 
We're going to bring a show. Yeah. Yeah, I can promise you that. You know? Fire? Fire breathing? I don't know about no. that. We saved the gimmicks, man. I think our gimmick is our uh, <laughs> our uh, our skills. That's what we do. You know? So, finally, and, and I, I've, I don't think I've ever asked anybody this question on this podcast. So, you guys will we'll try it with you, first of all. Drew, you're taking this one. We'll start. Well, it'll be both of <laughs> you. We'll start with you, though, Drew. Uh, you played music for a while in your life. Do you have a favorite memory playing in a band? Now, I was going to say just with Soul Exchange, but if you have something like maybe you were Prince's guitar player at one point, and that needs to be your memory. But do you have something, a show, a venue, something that says this was where uh, I everything came together one night, and I'll never forget that? Um, let's see. Neil's really thinking. I am, man. Yeah, I don't want to botch it. One, and it's a lot. A lot of stages I, we've been on, you know? Yeah, yeah. a lot. I'm trying yeah. to think of them. You know, oh, let's see. I got a memorable one. I think, you know, we played this, uh, oh, what was it? The Canton Waterfront Festival. It was a huge stage, and it was cool. Like, the Litz guys played there and a couple other bands from the, the kind of scene in the area. And it was just a, it was a cool production. Big, you know, I don't know if you ever been to the Canton waterfront. No, I, it's cool. It's uh, you say Canton, I think of Canton, Ohio. No, it's in Baltimore, man. Oh, okay, it's in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's this big outdoor venue type mm-hmm. deal, and it, it was just a cool production. You know what I mean? Yeah, they built like a stage, big stage right on the waterfront. right up against the waterfront. You see freaking like battleships and stuff <laughs> yeah, in the background. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. that was cool. Sweet. That was probably more. Okay, Neil. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, there's so many, man. Like, <laughs> you know. Like anybody you I, I'm gonna have to name a couple. Okay. You know? Okay. Because, you know, we, you know, the first the first time we all played down in Austin, man, I mean that was a that was that's definitely gonna be one of my favorites that I'll that mm-hmm. I always remember. Um Yeah, I mean it's it sounds kinda cliche because obviously, you know, this we're doing this podcast for that show. Mm-hmm. But the first time that I played at the Weinberg with with Katie and them, you know, okay. like I'll be honest. I didn't expect the the turnout to be what it was for that yeah. one. Yeah, you know what I mean? 600 people, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was like, okay, you know, like that's – like it really kind of showed me like specifically just being from this area and, and you know, being involved in the scene and so mm-hmm. many different projects and things like that, that the growth, you know, and the professionalism and all those things, man, mm-hmm. were there, and that's a good thing to see. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's one of, you know, as far as, like, naming favorite memories of show, I mean, I can go on and on, man. I've had so <laughs> much fun with all the, you know, especially with these guys and with mm-hmm. all the bands that I've played with, man. You know, I've been blessed, you know, playing on some big stages and some cool venues and mm-hmm. places where legends, you know, of mine have played and all that stuff, man. But, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest with you, you know, I'm still in the process of making those memories. Man. Okay. You know? Okay. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. <laughs> uh, so we always finish this up with a song that you guys uh, have promised me you've already emailed over, but I think you're liars. So <laughs> That's see. on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Said it> twice. <laughs> we'll get it to you. No so doubt. what what song will you be sending over? What will the people be hearing? A song called Into the Sound, man. Into the Sound. Into the Sound. Yes, What's, sir. Can you tell us a little bit about that song? Yeah. Yeah. It's... um. I mean, it's it's definitely leans more towards the you know towards the traditional soul side okay. of things that we do, um, 
and it's you know right up our alley about five minutes or so you know what i mean long <laughs> uh and the lyrics they're, ne- they're not necessarily about a specific concept or anything like that mm-hmm. it was just kind of like a feel-good thing and it was just it just kind of just pertains to you know the good feeling that you know as a music lover mm-hmm. that you kind of get from mm-hmm. you know hearing a band that you love or hearing a track that you love or just you know all around just good vibes and good feelings so that's you know really what it's all about letting the sound kind of you know, do its thing and take you where you put you in the place you need to be. Oh, that's it. Okay, I'm excited to hear it right as on. long as you're not lying about sending it over. <laughs> nah, man, we can't. Yes. We can't lie about that, man. Come on now. <laughs> real, real quick though, too. Who came up with Soul Exchange, and what does Soul Exchange mean? Soul Exchange. It was an idea we were kicking around. You know, trying to do this put the soul in the name and, th- you know, things like that. It's I think really f- X too. Yeah. X with an X. X. Yeah. I think it was kind of like, you know, soul times change for me. Yeah. I mean, you we know? were just spitballing, like standing there. Cause mm-hmm. the hardest part is naming it's songs name. and naming a band, <laughs> you know, and we're just like, ah, man, what's it going to be? And like, I was, you know, uh, full discretion, having a couple of drinks one night and one of the local <laughs> favorite establishments. And, you know, I was looking around. And I saw something. Saw some word on something, and I was. I told those guys. I'm like, you know, blah 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 blah. Let's do this and this. And then the next day, we're sitting in my parents' driveway practicing, mm-hmm. spitballing stuff. Mm-hmm. And Drew's just like he's standing on the car. You know, he's like real cool with a cigarette, like soul exchange. And everybody's like, that, you know, I don't hate it. Yeah, I'll do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically where it came from. You know. That's always how it goes. Well, that'll do. It's not like anybody's really excited, but then it grows over time, and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. soul exchange. Now I've got – so with that said, how can people find you? If you go to Facebook, if you do you have a website? Yeah, so we do have a website. Instagram, you Snapchat. Find, uh, the good old EP that's actually Tinder. on our website. Tinder, <laughs> yeah. It's soul exchange Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Bandcamp? Um, gets a lot of swipes. <laughs> a lot of swipes. Yeah. Um, I don't know yeah, which one's good. You can find soulexchangemusic.com. SoulExchangeMusic.com. That's spelled S O U L X Change. That's right. right? Okay. Got it. Yep. Um, and on Facebook, at Soul Exchange. Yep. At Soul Exchange Music. Are you yep. on Instagram? Well, Instagram's a work in progress. We're trying to get that moving. <laughs> we're on it. You know, we're it's just not that much on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, we're on it. <laughs> we'll be honest. You know, we'll be, okay. 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 Um, it's out there. So, with with this being the third time that you're playing. The Weinberg, and and then we'll we'll get out of here on this. Okay. Uh, I think if I do remember, that you were also in a band, uh, joint effort. Mm-hmm. And if I do remember correctly, the <laughs> very first time that I put together the Weinberg show, somebody <laughs> went off on me. <laughs> All right, listen. There you go. And I'm honor. glad you brought that. I would be remiss glad if says. I didn't. Ballsy. If, if, yeah. <laughs> To have you in here (laughs) and not bring it up, Mm. especially acknowledging the irony Mm. that you, sir, have played the Weinberg Center in the Frederick Music Showcase more than any other person in Frederick. So I just want to say, what say you now? Well, (laughs) what say me then was not me saying that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know. Yeah, that's that definitely became a a, a subject of so of uh, conflict between the members of that band uh-huh. because of that. Because you know, I'm not a you know, as most people that know me know, I ain't a social media guy. Uh-huh. You know, I just recently got on it. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so I didn't, I had no idea about any of those things that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you know, I'm not going to put anybody's name out there, you know, because he's my boy, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I love him. He makes some decisions I question, but at the same time, that's my boy. I love him. So, you know, he's, whatever that was, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, yo, you get him in here, you go mic to mic on that one, man. Yeah, and y'all could talk about that one because I ain't got nothing to do with that. Okay. I, I, you know, I do my thing, man. I, I like to work with everybody and just, you know, be coach. I would never, you know. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure you know. You, can tell by my answers. I'm. A, <laughs> I'm a. Uh, I'm not a fool. You just you wash your hands of that one real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. It has nothing. I'll just be the first one to say they ain't had nothing to do with me, Evan or Kevin. <laughs> Y'all do the math. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's so funny. We've never talked about nah, that. I know. Well, we, ever... yeah, we we kind of touched on it, but I've always just made sure I told you, like, dude, that was not me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, I can't control what another grown man says. So, <laughs> and not that you're naming names, but yeah, I'm not naming. I won't name okay. no names. I'll just you know. Now, uh, <laughs> name who it was. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, February fifteenth. Seven o'clock, things kick off. You get your tickets now. Ten dollars. It's the best deal in town. Weinberg Center. Oh, yeah. I'm way, way excited for this lineup. I'm so excited to see you guys. I might just bootleg it and sell my copy of your <laughs> there you set. Go. That's hey. what I'm gonna do. Do what you gotta do. It's 2018. I'm, man. A, I'm a, doing I'm it a, since Napster. Post it on joineffort.com. That's what <laughs> I'm gonna do. You almost spit out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's too so, good, bro. So Guys, thank you so much for coming by. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. We got less than a month. I hope you're excited. Oh, man, we're pumped. And uh, good luck with everything. And uh, I'll see you guys soon. Hey, man, thanks for having us, man. Thanks for having us.